Welcome to the podcast of the UU Area Church at First Parish in Sherbourne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherbourne Unitarian Universalist. Enjoy the sermon. Today's reading is The Map You Make Yourself by Jan Richardson. You have looked at so many doors with longing, wondering if your life lay on the other side. For today, choose the door that opens on the inside. Travel the most ancient way of all, the path that leads you to the center of your life. No map but the one you make yourself. No provision, but what you already carry and the grace that comes to those who walk the pilgrim's way. Speak this blessing as you set out and watch how your rhythm slows, the cadence of the road drawing you into the pace that is your own. Eat when hungry, rest when tired, Listen to your dreaming. Welcome detours as doors deepen in. Pray for protection. Ask for guidance. Offer gladness for the gifts that come and then let them go. Do not expect to return by the same road. Home is always by another way. And you will know it not by the light that waits for you, but by the star that blazes inside you, telling where you are is holy, and you are welcome here. So this past past Tuesday night on November 30th, my mom and my sister and I were on our family text thread after the kids in our respective households had gone to sleep. Wednesday morning was December 1st, which meant this was the night to put up the countdown calendar. Every year as a child, my sister and I would come downstairs on December 1st to find 24 paper cutouts cut and decorated into a holiday-themed shape, a snowman, a candy cane, a Christmas tree. And they would be folded over and hung along a string, one for each day of December until Christmas. And inside each cutout was some sort of holiday activity that we were supposed to do together as a family or on our own play Christmas music, or set up the snow village, make cookies, church pageant, family parties, decorating, getting our tree, reading a special Christmas book, all got a day on on the calendar. It was our family's version of an advent calendar, and it was a tradition so beloved in our childhoods that my sister and I have both started sharing this tradition with the kids in our households. And on Tuesday night, we were sending pictures of our completed calendars hung up and waiting for the kids to find them in the morning. And I remember that feeling of anticipation, the excitement that this calendar elicited, coming downstairs to find that the countdown calendar had been hung up and knowing that it meant a month of family activities, holiday traditions. The thing that the countdown calendar did is that it helped to make each day a special experience, to live in the waiting for Christmas to come, to find joy and connection, and to be present in the activities of waiting, of preparing. 
Waiting for something good can hap to happen can be boring, as the kids reminded us. But it can also be a delicious, exciting experience, as it was for me as a child, waiting for Christmas. But as we know, waiting can also feel really hard, too. Like, now is not enough. Like, someday, things will be different. Our lives will be better, more in line with how we want them to be. My friends, right now, I feel like we have been living together in waiting for a long, long time. Poet Jan Richardson writes in the today's reading, you have looked at so many doors with longing, wondering if your life lay on the other side. When I first let, read these lines this, this week, it gutted me. I thought, yes, this is how it has felt lately. Well, more than lately, for almost the last 21 months, you have looked at so many doors with longing, wondering if your life lay on the other side. These doors have been many things over the last year and a half as we've waited for things to be different. Sometimes they've been the physical doors of our homes during the most strict parts of COVID lockdown. But now I'm finding that these doors take the form of vaccinations, hospitalization rates, red, yellow, green coatings, metrics, air filtration systems, numbers, boosters. Do our lives lay, lay on the other side? We have been waiting for so long, and we are still waiting. And for me, the anticipation, the joyful feeling of waiting for Christmas, it does not begin to translate to how I am waiting now. But I feel like as a world, we have been living in a season of Advent for a long, long time. And I find the story of Advent, the context of the original Advent story, to be incredibly meaningful in this time of waiting. Because Advent is not about waiting for presents and fun family gatherings. Advent is about waiting for the world to be different at its very core. Advent in the Christian tradition is the season of waiting that leads up to Jesus' birth. And Jesus, the Christian tradition teaches, is God choosing to come into the world as a poor, immigrant, vulnerable human baby, the holy incarnate. And Jesus' life held great promise according to Christian scripture, his life the symbol of God's love and salvation, a word which, if we remember, simply means healing. Jesus who symbolizes the bringing of God's kingdom and peace to the world. And though for me, personally, I understand Jesus to be a human who embodied God's love so beautifully and so profoundly that the empire took notice. And though I believe that no human, divine or otherwise, will save us, I do know that I am waiting for a world that is not here yet. I am waiting for a world that holds more love and more healing. I am waiting for a world with more justice, I am waiting for a world that feels safer to live in. I am waiting for a time when the pandemic is over. And I am waiting for things to go back to normal. I am certainly waiting. And this year, the waiting feels much more personal. 
I am not just waiting for a different world, but I find myself feeling like I am waiting for my life to be unpaused. Are you waiting like this too? Like the world and our lives had the pause button pressed 21 months ago and we are still all holding our breaths waiting. Are you holding your breath? And 21 months later, I find myself waiting, wondering, do we even know what we are waiting for anymore? Because, my friends, it is becoming more and more clear that what I am waiting for is not coming. I have been waiting for something more normal, waiting for the end of the pandemic, waiting for some all clear from ambiguous experts. And it is becoming more and more clear that we will be living with this reality for a long, long time, that this is our reality now. So whether or not this future that I'm waiting for is coming, I am still finding myself waiting for our, my life to be different. To some extent, I think we humans always do this. When the kids are graduated, we say, when I get a new job, when the divorce is finalized, when I am better, when I make more money, when I move, when we can get vaccinated, when kids can get vaccinated, when the numbers go down, when, when, when. But the truth is, while we are waiting, our lives are also happening. I remember when I was a senior in high school, people all through the fall semester would ask me, so where are you applying to school? And I would dutifully give them my list. And I remember saying to my parents, gosh, I cannot wait until I've picked a school and people will stop asking me this question. But what I did not know is that it would turn into, what school are you going to? Which turned into, so when do you move in? which turned into, what are you going to major in? And then, what are you going to do after college? And what are you going to do after grad school? And when are you and your partner going to move in together? And when are you going to get married? And when are you going to buy a house? And when are you going to have kids? And, and, and. And normative assumptions of this line of questioning aside, Sometimes I feel like I've always been waiting for the next stage or the next chapter, for my life to be figured out, to finally get there. And then what? Will I be happy? Will I be self-actualized? Will I be a real adult, whatever that means? Sometimes it's as though we are trying to get someplace without remembering that while we are waiting for the next chapter of our lives, we are already in this chapter. Our lives are happening now while we wait. So this Advent season, I've been thinking a lot about this question. How do we live in the waiting? How do we wait for and hope for and anticipate the future while still living in the present? Jan Richardson continues in our reading. For today, Choose the door that opens to the inside. Travel the most ancient way of all, to the path, the path that leads you to the center of your life. And I find myself wondering, how can I choose the path that leads to the center of my life?
as it is right now. And stop wondering if my life is on the other side of some closed door. Two years ago, right after Christmas, my sister Amy and her husband Otto, who many of you will remember was our former intern, got a call from a social worker. There was a baby at a hospital, and she needed a foster home. Mara, at four days old, came home just a few months before the pandemic began. And that July, eight months later, they got another call. Could they take Mara's five-year-old sister, Cherry? Yes, yes. They said yes to these kids, not knowing how long they would be in their household. And when I first held Mara at five days old, I remember wondering, is this a child I will only see a few times before she goes to another home? Or will she be part of my life forever? Am I all of a sudden Aunt Heather, or am I a random adult who she will never remember? How attached can I let myself get? Over the last 24 months, it has been more and more clear that their case is moving toward adoption and that Amy and Otto will be their parents forever. But still, it's not certain. They are still waiting. We are all still waiting to breathe a sigh of relief that the legal permanency of adoption will offer. And in the interim, while we are waiting, Amy and Otto are effectively co-parenting with the state of Massachusetts. They need permission to cross state lines with the kids, convincing a large bureaucratic agency to approve necessary services, waiting for permission to get Cherry the COVID vaccine, needing permission to cut or to not cut their kids' hair, needing permission or needing to background check all babysitters. And they don't know how long this waiting will last. And still in the waiting, they are living their life. They are parenting these two kids with so much tenderness and love and fierceness. They are waiting, but they are living in the waiting. They are building family and community and tradition, love and connection and trust. Amy and Otto have thought a lot about how to navigate the waiting with the kids, who they have appropriately shielded from much of it. But so many questions have come up for them. Do we use mom and dad language? Do we call you Aunt Heather? Do we talk about our parents as grandparents? It was Cherry, the five-year-old, who decided that for everyone before they had come to a conclusion. Yes. I asked Amy what it was like to live in the waiting. She said, I felt like at some point we just needed to decide that actually what matters is that we are a family right now. We are effectively their parents. We plan to be their parents forever. But it is not certain, and we don't know how long it will take. And even while we are waiting to legally be fully their parents, they are our kids, and we are their parents. So in the meantime, while they wait, they are doing countdown calendars and school routines and going to church, sending pictures, eating dinners, changing diapers, celebrating birthdays, rocking the toddler back to sleep in the middle of the night. They are having playdates and reading books and brushing teeth. They are living in the waiting. My friends, this Advent season, 
I invite us to wonder together, what are you waiting for? And how can you live in the waiting? Because the waiting is its own chapter in our stories. Our lives are happening now, too, while we wait. Beloved, may we find ways to fully live in the waiting, the now, this chapter, knowing that our lives do not lay on the other side of some closed doors, but are happening here, today, now, even as we wait. May we open the doors that lead us to the center of our lives. Jan Richardson continues, Home is always by another way, and you will know it not by the light that waits for you, but by the star that blazes inside you, telling you where you are is holy, and you are welcome here. Where you are is holy, my friends. The waiting is holy. You are welcome here in the waiting as you strive to live fully in the here and now. What are you waiting for? May it be so, and amen. <laughs>